Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses by teaching cutting-edge marketing strategies and interviewing successful marketers, as well as product marketing experts that share their stories to inspire you to achieve hyper-growth for your own business. I'm your host, John LeClaire, founder and CEO of Harvest Growth, and I believe that if you want to make your product the next household name, you just need Need to follow the right plan and that even the best products struggle to succeed when they step away from proven strategies that work. And I believe that you can grow profitably, which means you don't need to be a Fortune 500 company or have access to venture capital in order to grow your business. If you'd like to learn more about what we call the perfect launch process for marketing products, check out harvestgrowth.com. And if you still have questions on how you can implement this process for your business, you'll see a link on our homepage to set up a free consultation with one of our product launch specialists. I want to welcome Lori Barsvi to the show today. I'm really excited about this interview. Lori has a fascinating story and a, a really cool product to share as well. And let me brief you on what the product is. It's called My Soulmate. And if you've done any exploring on Amazon in this particular category of foot scrubbers. Well, with it, I'll tell you what the product is. It's a basically a pumice stone for foot scrubbing on one side and then a lemongrass moisturizing foot soap on the other side. So it's one product that kind of does both. It both scrubs your feet and washes and moisturizes at the same time. And because it's so unique and works so well, it's become a top 10 bestseller on Amazon and been very, very successful for the past few years on Amazon. And now we'll talk about her, her story of how it became a success and, and what's next for the business. But Lori also has a really interesting background story of what brought her into the entrepreneurial world and helped her to develop this product and, and become successful. So I'd actually like to start with, with that part of the story. And, and also, of course, welcome to the show, Lori. So thanks so much for joining us today, Lori. Sure. Thanks for having me. Can you, could you tell us, before we jump into My Soulmate, which I know everyone's excited to hear about, but I'd love to hear, and they would as well, your, your background story. So help us understand, how did you become an entrepreneur and you know, what led you eventually to this great success with My Soulmate? Um, yeah, sure. So um, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur. Um, I became an entrepreneur actually by accident. My father was um, in the restaurant business and I was working in corporate America and um, he unfortunately got sick and um, couldn't continue to run his restaurants. And um, he asked me, he was in the middle of opening his second location and he asked me if I could take over the restaurants. And I kind of didn't really have a choice. So I had to figure out how to open and run a restaurant in New York City. And, and so that was my first, um, my first time of, you know, I was be, of being an entrepreneur and kind of trying to figure it out on my own. But I, I learned very quickly that the restaurant business was not for me. It wasn't something that I loved. And so after about a year, I got out of the business. Um, a few years before that, um, in 2001, my brother, unfortunately, was um, in the World Trade Center, 9-11, and he passed away in the attacks. And coincidentally, the night before 9-11, he called me, and we had a really long conversation, and he was telling me, you know, he's, he was successful in his job. He was only 29. He was doing really well for his age, but um, 
he just wasn't happy and he wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. And I was really excited for him and we hung up the phone and the next day he, he died in the attacks. So that, thank you. So, you know, that, conversation obviously had a huge impact on me um and so fast forward to after working you know trying to build this restaurant for my father and thinking back to the conversation that i had with my brother um you know i said i told myself like i need to do something that makes me happy um i knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur um, I just knew it wasn't in the restaurant business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, you know, I was obviously dealing with a lot of grief and, and I started dancing salsa and these salsa lessons were like really just saving me. And it's funny because through all of this dancing, my feet became very dry and dirty all of the time because I was dancing so much. And I accidentally just came up with this idea in the shower one day where I took the pumice stone I was using and the soap that I had in the shower and I just squashed the soap onto the pumice stone. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is like a two in one product. I don't have to use both products, which doesn't seem like a big deal. And it's not, but you know, we love convenience. Who doesn't love convenience? Um, And so it, lasted there for a few days and I knew I was onto something and that's when I started to research how to develop a product and you know really started diving into inventing and that's kind of that's that's the whole story of how I ended up accidentally developing this product. I love the story. I mean, first of all, it's inspiring. And I'm sorry to hear about the story about your, your brother, but it's great to see that you're carrying on his legacy, really, you know, having that conversation and how that uh, sparked an interest for you years ago. And I'm sure he's looking down and, and happy with the results that you've been able to achieve uh, in this and kind of living his dream as well. So it's, it's a great part of the story, I think. Thank you. Yeah. One thing I do, I, for, I forgot to mention up front is just because this is an audio audience, if you haven't seen the show notes yet on this, the product is spelled S-O-L-E, right? So my soul mate is obviously the soul of your foot, just to, to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense. And uh, if, you, you know, if you Google for it or you look for it on Amazon, that's an easy way to find it. Um, I'd love to, let's dive a little bit deeper on specifically your, your Amazon experience. So you talked about how you develop the product, then Walk us forward a little bit. How did you achieve success as a, as a really, a, if I understood you right, this is your first product you ever invented and really brought to market. how did you start to see early success on Amazon? Well, it took me many years. So <laughs> I, I came up with the idea um, in 2008. And this is like before Amazon was really even a thing. I didn't shop on Amazon. Not a lot of people were shopping on Amazon. And I was trying to bring it to market Um, after I spent a year, you know, developing it, um, which I thought was difficult at the time, that ended up being the easy part. Because, you know, a lot of inventors think that once they create a product, since they think it's the best thing ever, that it's just going to sell like millions of millions of um, units. And it doesn't quite work that way. I mean, you can have the greatest product in the world, but if nobody knows that it exists, there's, you you know, you're not going to make any money. 
And to let people know that it exists uh, requires a great deal of effort. So I didn't know how to market the product. I wasn't in marketing, but I, the infomercial industry was very big at the time. And um, I called an infomercial company and I showed them my product and they were like, wow, this is so great. We really love it. You know, we only take on products we really believe in. And they gave me this really seductive performa that showed that I was going to make $2 million in my first year. All I had to do was give them $35,000 to shoot the, to shoot the infomercial. So I was very green and very naive and they kind of told me everything I wanted to hear. And I handed over some money and I had an infomercial and, um, it, did very, very poorly, and I knew right away that I had just lost a whole ton of money. So it was kind of a disaster, and I pulled my product. It it, it only aired a couple of times, but once I started to understand how that whole world worked, um, I saw that the infomercial route was not going to be the way to go. So um, I got lucky. I got on to Good Morning America, and um, it did amazing. Like they gave it this amazing review, and overnight I did like thirty thousand dollars in sales. And I thought that I was going to be a millionaire. I, I finally made it. And um, after about three days or so, it the sales stopped because the PR hype, you know, in order to continue sales like that, you have to keep putting out PR. Otherwise it just kind of fizzles away. And I didn't know that I was like, finally, all these people have seen it on the biggest morning show in the world. And so now everybody's going to know about it forever and ever. And nothing could have been further from the truth. Right. So, um, As a result of that, another infomercial company found my product because of Good Morning America. They offered to license it for me and put $100,000 into it. And um, I was so excited. I was like, this is it. Finally, third time's a charm. This is totally going to happen. And after they aired it for about two weeks, they were like, sorry, the metrics don't work. We're giving it back to you. So this went on for a couple of years until I finally gave up and shelved it. And thought, you know, I don't know how to market this. I'm certainly not going to go door to door, like selling three pieces here and three pieces there. Um, I don't have the money to hire like a marketing company or anything like that. And I just don't know how to do this. So I kind of gave up on it and I went back to work and I got myself a quote unquote real job until one day I was on Facebook while working and um, I saw somebody, this is now in 2014. So this all started in 2008. Um, Now, fast forward to 2014, I'm sitting at work, I see a Facebook post, Um, somebody wrote something about selling stuff on Amazon. And I still very much, you know, wanted to do something entrepreneurial. So I started doing some research. And I opened the seller's account on Amazon. And I started learning how to go to discount stores and find stuff at a discount and sell it for, for, for full price on Amazon. And, um, I hadn't even, I didn't even go into it thinking about my product. It didn't even like dawn on me until a few months in where I was like flipping products, so to speak, which, um, 
really got old very quickly, to be honest with you, since I live in New York City and I was like, you know, buying tons of stuff and walking home in the train and it was, it was horrible. But um, through this experience, I learned how to sell on the platform. And it dawned on me that I had this product that I invented a few years ago that never went anywhere. And I said, you know, what do I have to lose? And I took all the learning that I gained through taking a course, which I did, and learning how to like do images and copywriting. And I put my product on Amazon. And unbelievably, to me at the time, it became a top 10 bestseller in the first three weeks of me launching it. And it's remained there ever since. It's gone to number one. You know, usually it does on the holidays because it's a great gift item. So it was just like a miracle for me. Um, so it took me six years and a lot of money and a lot of crying to become an overnight success, if you will. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very common story. And I think many inventors and entrepreneurs out there, and I share this, this bit of advice or I guess past uh, experience with a lot of them, but it's, it's so tempting to look at just the success, right? Just the end of the story. And you don't realize the whole backstory that goes into it. And in your story, you know, obviously that all the details are different, but it's very common where it just, it's, it really is a long process to get to that overnight success. Eventually when it hits there, it's a lot of fun, but it takes, it does take trial, error, effort, failure, even along the way to achieve that. So it's you know, those parts of the story are frustrating and difficult to go through, but it's just part of the process. It's, you know, it's, it's never easy. Uh, it's never over, uh, truly overnight. It takes a little bit of time and effort. And, you know, if you have the right team, the right resources, you've taken the right courses. And you know, if we, even with experience, of course, that window of failure can certainly shorten, but you still need that somewhat of a learning process to get to the success is what I've seen over the years. Yeah. And you just really kind of got to stick it out, you know, like even after you fail, you have to, you know, the main thing that I learned from that whole experience is, you know, I was trying to market it in different ways. I even like tried a catalog at the time when catalogs were, were bigger and more, you know, people were still ordering a lot from catalogs, which actually they still do. But I, I, what I really took away from it is that just because your product doesn't sell well, you know, on, in one, um, on one platform or, you know, in one channel, it doesn't mean that your product is a failure. It doesn't mean that your product won't work. Some products do better, you know, when they're sold on the shelf and some products do better when they're sold online and some products do better when they're sold. You know, there's so many different avenues to sell your product and you just kind of have to find the right one. If you've tried every single avenue and you've exhausted every avenue and it doesn't work anyway, then maybe you should give up. But, you know, you really have to try to get it out there in so many different ways to see which one works, if any. That's, that's great advice because, you know, so many inventors or entrepreneurs will try one and it, it doesn't work and sometimes move on too quickly or, or we'll dive too deep on one marketing channel. I'll make this one work, right? Where in reality, keep testing and trying other platforms. Like, for example, for you, you know, we've, we've been uh, in, an, in the infomercial industry for a long time and, and that's kind of how I started this business. We do a lot more on the digital space, as my audience knows. We do a lot on Facebook and Instagram and the digital marketing these days because the world has changed. But, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we had a lot of success on TV, but, but it's not for everybody. It's not for every product. Some products work great and some really do not. And you've got to, so it's great that you had that learning where, Hey, that didn't work for you, but don't give up, come back and find the avenue that does. And, and you can find success in 
in other avenues for sure. So this is, if I got the timeline right, 2014 is when you started on Amazon with the other products. Was that, is that the same year also with My Soulmate, roughly that same time that you started getting My Soulmate on Amazon? So yeah, so 2014 was um, My Soulmate. And then it took me like another two years. So I stopped selling all this other like stuff that yes. I didn't create um, once I started selling my soulmate. But it still took me about another two years until I kind of really got out of my own way and really dove into private label um, and started selling, you know, combination of my own products like creams um, and different types of care products. Some are things I developed while other things are just private label things that I sourced from China. Hmm. Um, I, I was really afraid to kind of like put my money into that stuff. But I saw that I wasn't, you know, I, I learned another thing that I learned is it's very rare that you can make a ton of money on just one product. You know, that's another thing where people tell, come to me all the time, like, oh, I have this great idea, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I thought the same way, too. I thought, oh, I have this one product and everybody thinks they're going to be the next Snuggie or the next Pet Egg and sell 18 gazillion units and just become yeah. a millionaire off of one product. But it, it really, it rarely works that way. Um, so I knew that in order to, you know, achieve the amount of sales I want to achieve, that I would have to have a line of products, not just one. So that's when I really started to build out my brand, like in 2016. And that's when, you know, it, things really took off for me. And I see that. So a lot of these products are sold on Amazon and also on your website. What can you tell us about the transformation now? Because you, you and I had a conversation right before our interview where the world has changed a little bit. I mean, the, the nice thing with Amazon is once you get a, a following, once you have success there, it can organically grow itself, right? Because it automatically ranks, I shouldn't say automatically, but eventually ranks up in the top sections of these categories. Or when it does, as people search for foot scrubber or pumice stone or things like that, you start to show up organically in there. So it, it, it continues to propel itself forward. But it, at some point, it's, it's important to look at other avenues again. I think that's where you're at at this stage of your business. Can you help us understand what's next for your business? So where, where are you looking beyond Amazon now that you've achieved such great success on Amazon as a platform? Yeah, so, you know, Amazon has changed so rapidly in the past few years. I feel like it just changes so much every single day with so many more sellers coming on every single day. It gets more and more competitive. And yes, while... You know, it's true. I, I luckily got in at a great time where I was able to get in without having to, you know, do some crazy buy-in, which a lot of people are doing these days, um, mark, you know, chalk it up to a marketing cost. But, um, you know, my products now got, have like 800 reviews. So now I'm like, it, it's, it's got that sticking point, like you were, like you were saying. Um, but you know, if I want to continue to build out my product line and I want to continue to grow, I'm just not looking at Amazon for that anymore because um, I really think it's important. I really think it's important now to build a actual brand off of the platform. I think that's the only way to survive in the long term um, is to build a brand that people will recognize as opposed to just like buying products 
off of Amazon because it, with the exception of my soulmate um, and maybe two of my creams, you know, my other products are just, you know, people aren't buying it because they're my brand. They're buying it because I was the first to market with them on Amazon. So they come up in search results. That's not what I want anymore. What I want is people to buy my products because my name is behind it and they know what my brand is, what it stands for, what it's all about. Um, and it's, you know, we had a couple, you know, the people like me, I think, who got into Amazon in, in 2014, 2015, we were lucky. Like, we got in, in this really small window of time where people weren't really catching on to the opportunity that was there yet. So the competition wasn't what it is today. Um, so we got in there early and were able to build, like, amazing, massive businesses. Um, and that opportunity just doesn't exist the way it used to. So it's really time now to build a business. We're going back to basics. Like it, it was, Amazon gave us an opportunity where we didn't have to really like build these actual brands with, you know, actual like loyal followers and stuff, but it's going back to that now. You have, there's no, there, I don't believe that there's such a thing anymore as like building a brand on Amazon and just being on Amazon. If you want to build something with longevity, yes, Amazon should always be used as another profit center, but it shouldn't be your only profit center, which is what so many of us have been doing for so many years. So what are your strategies that you've started to look into or started down the path of in order to help build that brand outside of Amazon? Uh, social media campaigns. I, I've redone my website. I've put money into that, you know, and going back to traditional search engine optimization tactics, blog posts, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, building brand awareness, you know, the way that they did it 10 years ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The tact the tactics may be different. You know, some of these things didn't exist, the channels, right? Instagram and Facebook, but right. still, but right. still the, the approach is the same. You're exactly right. It's, it's about the importance of building a brand and finding, you know, the channels change every year, right? The way yeah. the, the, the specific channel, but the way that it's done is it's really what's, what's been around for a long time, build that brand. And, you know, I hear that more and more through all the Amazon gurus though, you know, those that have been around there even since kind of day one and have, have had great success that is a common thread that everyone's preaching is the importance of building a brand outside of Amazon. And it's, it's only going to help your Amazon sales, right? It's not, a, it's not a reason to leave Amazon by any means, but it's, it builds your Amazon business, but it also builds the business outside of there. And you're not restricted or held by one uh, company exactly. or one platform. If something changes, you know, they increase their cost structure that can really hurt your business. But if it's not your entire business, then it makes it a, a little bit more flexible. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I owe all of all of this success to, you know, having the Amazon platform available to me. If if Amazon hadn't existed, you know, the, being an entrepreneur 20 years ago is much different than it is now, obviously, when it comes to these types of businesses. Um, you know, you'd have to go door to door and, and really pound the pavement to sell your products. And this day and age we're living in, it's like, wow, it, you know, it's given us new entrepreneurs such an advantage and opportunity where I can sell my products and not even like change out of my pajamas, which is <laughs> crazy. Um, right. Wash my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I do wash my hair, I promise. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's, we, we just have such an advantage 
and, and such a great opportunity to be able to do that. But now we do really need to start focusing off of Amazon, but I'm not, you know, Amazon got me to where I am for sure. And I'm not dropping Amazon by any stretch of the imagination. I just need to focus more. And I have been focusing more of my effort, you know, off of, off of the platform as well. Well, fantastic. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more on, you know, it's obviously changed on, you don't have as much need to hit the pavement and, you know, retail is still an important aspect of a lot of different businesses, but it's not the only avenue anymore where it used to be 20 years ago. You had to hit, you had to travel, you had to get out there face to face. And again, still to hit into retail that, that becomes more and more important, but there's a, a big opportunity outside of that as well, where, as you said, you know, you can do it from home, you can do it in your pajamas, et cetera, but it still takes work, right? So it's the difference is not, you're not traveling maybe necessarily, but you're, you still have to work to get to your, as you mentioned, you know, social media campaigns, doing SEO on your website, getting the blog effort, getting the word out still, but it now becomes more, or it can become more of an inbound strategy, right? You're getting the word out, building your brand, building an interest directly with consumers. Now they can contact you or find information or buy your product on Amazon on your website and other digital platforms as well. Absolutely. Well, you know, and you have to deal with a lot less rejection, you know, being a salesman 20 years ago and having to deal yeah. with rejection to keep going was a lot tougher than this. True. True. So Lori, is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, no, I think, I think that covers everything pretty much. Okay. So I, I do want to tell the audience, well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for your, for your time, Laura. This is a, a fascinating story and I know uh, our audience is going to love this. So I'm really excited to get this out there and, and, and really help a lot of people with your inspirational story. Also, I want to send people to your website. You can obviously find My Soulmate on Amazon by searching for My S-O-L-E, My Soulmate, or go directly to Lori's website. And it's actually love-lori, L-O-R-I. Dot com. So if you go to love, L-O-V-E dash Lori, L-O-R-I dot com. And I'll have that website address in the show notes as well for this podcast. And, and she's been kind enough to offer a 10% discount code off of anything on her website by using the promo code or discount code harvest, H-A-R-V-E-S-T for the Harvest Growth Podcast. So Lori, thank you so much for being generous in that as well. And I do encourage everyone, go check out her website, go check out Lori's Amazon presence as well. You know, if you, even if the product is not of interest, go see the work that she's done. Her website absolutely is, is very well done um, as well as the website. You can, you can see why she's been so successful. So check out the, project, uh, the product there and I encourage everyone to do that. Lori, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Have a good one. Thank you for your valuable insights and for taking the time to share your story. Our audience of inventors, entrepreneurs, and product marketers will benefit greatly from what you've taught us today. For the listeners, go to their website to learn more. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes that we have recorded. And if you like this episode and you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play.